Hello, everyone, and welcome to this month's edition of the Good AV Podcast with your host, Midori Connolly, your friendly chief AV girl. And um, this month, we are exploring the topic of sustainability, particularly within developing sustainability um, inside of a company and inside of a corporation. And of course, this show has its uh, the roots within sustainability being the former Green AV show. So I always think it's good to explore the impact of sustainability and, and how um, it can benefit a company to uh, follow this type, these types of policies or develop these types of policies and sort of implement into their practices. So I'm fortunate enough to have the lovely Heidi Walker, Welker, sorry, with um, Vice President of Marketing with Freeman Audiovisual Canada. And Heidi, did I just butcher your last name? Uh, no, I think well, that's Heidi Welker, so yes. W-E-L-K-E-R, so we're good. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you for being here, despite my um, <laughs> missing. Um, so essentially, I, I, I asked Heidi to be on the show because Freeman has done some fantastic, made some fantastic achievements within sustainability. So if you wouldn't mind, Heidi, just tell us a little bit about the background of sustainability and and sort of telling us about the the story there and what this journey has looked like. Sure. Thank you. Um, well, our journey began back in 2006, and our mentor in this area was actually Fairmont Hotels and Resorts. So... Um, and then we wanted this to be a Canada-wide focus, so we formed a national committee across the country of people that um, had an interest in our green initiative and our sustainability efforts. And then we actually um, launched our green policy. So when the committees got together, the committee got together, formulated a program. And then we were formally launched uh, later in 2006, and today we continually add to the policy and our efforts to become more green and sustainable. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, and in hindsight, we have our employees' children to thank. Mm-hmm. The last two generations have been green ambassadors since they started primary school. So listening to our employees, their children, Uh, Fairmont and now many other hotels uh, that have green policies and sustainability policies. Our our policy itself has grown leaps and bounds and we continue to focus on sustainable business practices. And I'm really proud to say we as a company are making a difference. And I'm curious, so when forming the committee, um, if you, you know, wouldn't mind, how, how how did you find, uh, first of all, how many people are on the committee? And then um, how did you find those, I guess I would call them sort of internal champions. I'm sure there were people who were more vocal or passionate than others. And I'm curious, you know, for a large organization, how would they identify those people across an entire nation or even for some of our listeners, you know, they have global companies. Um, it, was it difficult to find those individuals or... Um, you know, and how many of them are there? Well, we have offices coast to coast right across Canada. Mm -hmm. So uh, we did reach out to the branches to say if anyone was interested in working with us on the initiative, that was number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, anytime we got an email or there was a concern that we weren't being green or we weren't being sustainable, they definitely came, were part of the committee. So it really wasn't... um, you know what, it really wasn't uh, difficult to get committee members. And I, I think at last count, we had, 
think there are about 15. Some oh. fall off, others come on, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're pretty much, you know, we're at a point now where we don't really use the committee anymore. When mm-hmm. there are initiatives, we just they, they just automatically sent in and then they're added to our um, to our policy. And then anytime there is a new idea or a, a new initiative that unfolds, then we make sure that we let our customers know about that in our monthly newsletter. And we also make sure that we let all of our employees and our colleagues know across the country that we've added a new initiative. This is what it is and this is how it's going to work. That's fantastic, actually. I um, I think I had given a formula many, many years ago for companies, you know, that the idea is, you know, do the work first um, and then, but, but, don't forget to tell everyone you're doing it. So you, it sounds like you have a fantastic communication uh, plan and process to distribute sort of the the word about what you're doing because that it, I believe is you know a lot of people will say well we, you know we don't we don't want to be out there just telling everyone we're doing this or you know it's almost like they're trying to be modest or it, it takes away some of the authenticity. But I think there's incredible educational value. Um, to to have a communication plan in place, so that's great to know that you know you're you're spreading the word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people can learn um, from your accomplishments, your achievements, which we I'd love to hear more about because I believe there have been some moments along the way that have really been highlights, and um, you've you've uh, Freeman's been able to achieve some some um, industry awards, I think. And um, mm-hmm. tell us about that. Well, uh, we've had, um, you know, three highlights really come to mind. Mm-hmm. And the first was really our largest sustainability project, and that was in 2013 when the company went from AVW Telev Audiovisual Solutions to Freeman Audiovisual. We, we rebranded. And it was a year-long enterprise, which included changes to our website, our media updates, reprinting of our stationery, relabeling of clothing, equipment, mm. and road cases. It was pretty extensive. Yeah. So every effort was made to reuse the old stationery, for example, such as um, you know using the back of our letterhead, the old letterhead to fill fax machines and mini mm. notepads, mm-hmm. and then our... Uh, AVW Telab envelopes were also made available to employees for internal and personal use. Mm-hmm. Um, we rolled out a new apparel program to employees, and the branches were instructed to collect all of the AVW Telab clothing for recycling. And you can imagine, you know, we've got a technical support team, you know, in excess of 300 um, people. Mm. Uh, that was a lot of clothing. Um, so... They, uh, as part of those recycling efforts, um, we partnered with QuickX Transportation, Mm -hmm. and they provided free transport for many of our branches to our clothing recycler in Montreal. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was very, very significant and a lot of money um, and sustainability that was saved as a result of it. And Mm -hmm. then the other interesting thing that we did, and these were all people's ideas, Um, you know, I led the, the rebranding efforts, but, you know, between purchasing and our HR department and all these people, they all came together to come up with these solutions. I'd like to say it was me, but it really wasn't. Um, and so from a purchasing perspective, um, we had an issue with um, our vehicles 
we've got quite a fleet. I think we've got about 120 vehicles across, uh, a fleet of 120 trucks across the country, and all those logos needed to be changed, um, as well as our equipment uh, and our road cases. Mm -hmm. And then um, we had to obviously do something to now create the Freeman Audiovisual logo. So what we opted to do was use high-quality stickers Mm -hmm. to avoid uh, toxic chemicals and VOG being emitted into the environment Mm -hmm. and having a negative effect on our uh, employees' health. So the VOG has adverse health effects on humans, plants, and animals. So likewise, instead of doing that, we use vinyl decals instead of paint and rebranded all of our vehicles that way. So that was a huge undertaking, but a very, very positive one. Mm-hmm. And then I guess our second highlight, um, as I think this through, was um, really our partnership with a company called Reefficient. So... Um, they take all of our used equipment and sell it, and mm. then it gets measured. So, for example, January through October 30th this year, we diverted 43 metric tons, which is equivalent to, get this, 32 Valuga whales. Oh, wow. <laughs> Or fourteen or eleven thousand four hundred and fifty-two feet um, of space, I guess, which compares to filling 103 mm. mid-sized cars with product. Oh, wow. And then if we look at it from an oxygen perspective, about 1,806 kilograms of CO2 is created from the process. Mm-hmm. And based on the average tree carbon consumption, that represents about 460 trees mm. that would have been needed to offset the CO2. Wow. So that's, that's pretty amazing. Yes, um, and then I guess the final highlight uh, mm-hmm. is that we won Infocom Sustainability Technology, uh, the award, which mm-hmm. was formerly the Green Award in 2010. Mm-hmm. And then we did it again in 2014. So uh, we're really quite proud of that. Yeah, that, that's really fantastic. I think what, what sort of impresses me is, the, like you said, um, the idea that these much of these ideas, many of these efforts are actually coming from employees. And Mm -hmm. I think that that demonstrates how once you, you know, you set something formal in place initially, right? It's, you know, we're putting this committee together. And obviously, even that is, is, I'm assuming, fairly much, you know, volunteer. It's not you have to be here. It's people who say, I want to do this. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, as a company to support this type of initiative and show that you care about more than you know, just the, doing the bare minimum to get by, um, I think it really begins to generate a culture of sustainability and, and norms of behavior and, you know, encouraging employees to come forward with these ideas. I mean, that's fantastic. I, I'm laughing thinking, wow, 300 technicians, that's a lot of um, black polo shirts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they each get five of them. Well, there you go. <laughs> And I'm sure, you know, I'm just thinking that is a lot of polo shirt material that was recycled. That's fantastic. So those are great highlights. And I think, you know, obviously there's a lot of work that goes into it. And, you know, have there been moments that, um, you know, have been more challenging? Have there been more difficult aspects of implementing a sustainability policy or keeping it going even? Um, You know, because this is a long time effort. 
Yeah, um, there have been. I mean, you know, while we're committed to helping our customers execute greener events for mm-hmm. the last decade by using like the whole digital solutions, hybrid meetings, LED technology, mm-hmm. you know, until recently, we didn't really have a method of tracking and measuring that um, mm-hmm. from an environmental impact perspective. So today we can work with customers to set their sustainability goals for their conferences and then we provide a post event report that assesses the environmental footprint of Freeman that Freeman has provided and um, the report targets areas like delivery and recycling methods, one-time use of expandable materials, um, you know, wattage in terms of electricity, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I I say that as a preface because um, as you know, there are always some non-believers, yes. but um, if you have examples, um, it, you know, it, really, it really makes a difference and you see a real turnaround um, because you can show people the descriptive benefits of the sustainability efforts and that makes a huge um, difference to not just um, our employees, but also our customers and, you know, everybody is really now supporting this whole cause of uh, green and sustainability. Mm. And, you know, the last comment I wanted to make about this was that, honestly, we keep adding to our initiatives that one of the biggest challenges is that it's becoming increasingly difficult to keep our green policy current. Mm. Because And it's a nice problem to have, but there are things that are happening regularly and we want to make sure that that's documented, Mm -hmm. that when we are talking to customers or whatever, we can send them some document to show them that these are the things that we're doing, trying to be more sustainable, not just for ourselves, but also for them and for their events. That's interesting. And I didn't realize that you are um, able to provide a report to in clients. I mean, that's that's phenomenal, and 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 uh, you know that's something I think I was speaking to again. You know, five years ago, ten years ago, about how can we communicate what what we're doing, and I think you know when you think from a show perspective, I can only imagine what that's like because I know what it, it what it is to sit and um, you know be on a show side and and. You know, you may have a technician who is less than enthusiastic. Well, why do I have to count these batteries? One more thing that I have to do, and they're making me do this, and I don't get it. So I think that the real key here, and because I'm sure there are other um, listeners and other companies and people out there who know exactly what I'm talking about, you know, when you're sitting on a show site and you may be uh, managing people or... Um, you know, and they're, they're not always believing in the cause, but when it, when it comes from a place of authenticity, which is, you know, fellow employees have come up with these ideas and it's not something that's just management says we have to do this. It's, Hey, this is part of who we are. And, um, it's just what we believe in and it's what we do. You know, you must be able to develop more buy-in. Well, it's interesting. You made a comment about batteries, and we had a gentleman um, quite a few years ago now mm-hmm. who recommended that um, we reuse the batteries because in our world, as you know, when you are using a battery, you know that it has a lifetime, but you're not sure when that lifetime is going to end. Yes. So when we're um, using batteries on show site, you're always using them just once. Mm-hmm. So what we have across the country is we have boxes where the battery then gets dumped into these boxes and we invite our employees to come in 
to use to, to pick up these batteries and to use them for their own personal purposes mm-hmm. so that again it's not going to waste right and and what a great way to show you know, generate goodwill about this program where it's, Mm -hmm. okay, we're going to ask you to take one more step and you don't just throw them in the trash or throw them in the box or, you know, road box. We'd we'd like you to just put them in this one place. Um, But here's, here's why it's good. You know, it's not, it's not only for the environment because, you know, not everybody is as passionate about that as the next person. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, just the fact that they then can see, Oh, I, we're allowed to take these. That's great, you know. So um, I think that it's always important to to sort of infuse the human benefit and the human element into um, you know into any type of sustainability effort, um, green policy, green planning. And I think that for me, I, it feels like your secret sauce. A lot of it has been that it, this is really employee, uh, you know. Um, uh, focused and, and initiated. Um, do you think that there, you know, there's anything that I've missed that you know you feel has really contributed to the success within Freeman, and um, you know how how you anticipate this continuing? Um, because obviously it's growing. So I'm curious to hear, you know, what you know forward looking forward, um, what you feel will be key to the success to keeping it going. Well, in terms of secret sauce, I guess um, <laughs> I would say that it's really about, you know, a committee that's dedicated to making a difference. That's mm-hmm. critical. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say committee, I mean our employees across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, to have a leadership team who is committed to helping mm-hmm. everyone make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, to continue getting insights from our strongest supporters, and that's our future leaders, which are our children. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess the last thing is really having a company culture, um, and I think you've really um, illustrated that in your comments throughout this podcast, that, you know, a company culture is important, especially one that believes in the importance of social responsibility and sustainability. Mm -hmm. If you have that culture, then the rest is easy. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it becomes more of a logistics and a, a planning mechanism rather than a convincing before you do anything. Uh, type of approach. I love that. So it's sort of a um, top-down but bottom-up as well and and meet in the Mm -hmm. middle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, The fact that leadership is willing to listen, I think, I mean, on any level, whether it's sustainability or any other initiative, that just really demonstrates the, um, you know, what you have there at Freeman and, and that leadership does care and is listening and what a lovely place to work. <laughs> it <sounds> like. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty special. Yeah. So anything else that you would like to share? Any thoughts or, um, you know, just anything else that we haven't covered? Um, well, I can tell you that uh, the Greater Freeman Enterprise, they established a course, um, a corporate sustainability department in 2011 with the goal of seeking practical and effective methods uh, to reduce the global Freeman family's impact on the environment worldwide. So mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And as a result of um, that, one of their initiatives, um, Freeman Audiovisual Canada, has we've just reached another incredible 
sustainable milestone, which I can't tell you right now, but okay. we will be announcing it officially in December. Okay. So stay tuned for that. All right. Um, your comment earlier about organizations and about being able to put a metric in place and then measuring on that, uh, you know, putting a metric or measurement in mm-hmm. place and then, you know, the call to action be how did we do? Mm-hmm. Um we're finding that there's uh, a lot of questions about sustainability being asked uh, during the RFP process. Mm-hmm. So that's why that was really important for us to be able to establish a metric. Mm-hmm. And a good example of an organization that um, has done this well is the Canadian Medical Association. Okay. And what they've done is they've sus- um, set their sustainability goal and objectives for the conference. Mm-hmm. And then we had to provide a sustainability provide a sustainable audiovisual solution with pre and a post call to action and what we did to reduce our carbon footprint. Hmm. So for example, some of that included rechargeable battery packs for our wireless mics, mm-hmm. energy saving features for our equipment, fluorescent bulbs um, uh, to LED bulbs, biodegradable headphone bags, Mm-hmm. You know, doing everything electronically in terms of sending the, the floor plans, the estimates, the invoicing, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, you're going to see more and more organizations uh, doing this. And it would be interesting from a podcast perspective uh, for you to maybe um, interview one of these types of organizations mm-hmm. to find out what their expectation is of not just their audiovisual supplier, but other suppliers or anyone that has a touch point with their organization and to see what the overall encompassing savings would be mm. for the environment. I think that would be quite cool. <laughs> oh, I love it. See, this is why you're a marketing person. You're scheduling <laughs> my future <laughs> podcast. Thank you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this, is the, this is the creative I just mind. thought of it as I was saying it. And I thought, no, it would be pretty cool. Though. That's fantastic. You know, um, I think that that's actually... And if there are any manufacturers, so, you know, I have some manufacturers who mm-hmm. listen to the show. And as you're, as you are kind of um, covering some of the things they're looking for and, and thinking, you know, there are opportunities out there. And I think, you know, our manufacturers could make life a little easier. Wouldn't it be nice if our, you know, when you think about all of our electronics are rechargeable, right? Wouldn't it be nice if our microphones could just be, you know, when we placed them into their holders, at night or in between um, in between sessions that they would be recharging, right? I mean, why mm. isn't more of our equipment rechargeable and, or you know, with batteries that are built in that are rechargeable mm. rather than having to try to manage these disposable batteries all of the time? And I'm thinking, okay, manufacturers, do you hear some of these things that are being asked for? Um, you know, I think thinking about a belt pack, it would be very easy just to to put that, you know, kind of, I mean, we do it with our radio. So why can't we do it with our microphones and other equipment, you know? So, um, that kind of made me start thinking too, my wheels are turning now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, most manufacturers, if you go on their website, Mm -hmm. they do have a sustainability, um, section, which is good. I mean, that to me speaks volumes that, you know, I think our everyone's on the same page moving forward and okay. trying to be more sustainable and you know trying to really protect our environment because you know it's not always about us it's about the future generations and I think yes. that's really important to keep that in mind. Yeah, that's absolutely right and you know hopefully the future generations will start to see and ask the questions of mm. you know why aren't we innovating? Why why are these rechargeable belt packs not like the radios that we plug in every night you know there's no reason why 
we're not doing this in the same way and approaching it, you know, from, from, you know, the very beginning of, of the process rather than trying to manage it once you're in the middle of it. So, um, I thank you for bringing up that point. You know, I think that that's fantastic. And, um, this was a really great conversation. I'm so glad we had a chance to talk. Mm -hmm. So, um, thank you very much for your time and for sharing, you know, some of the compliment accomplishments and efforts there at Freeman. Oh, well, thank you for, um, for having me on this podcast. I feel quite honored. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you everyone for listening and be sure to tune in again each month when we talk about all of the things that are innovative, interesting, and good in the audiovisual industry.